Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. I mentioned this story, I was reading it in the, the Guardian earlier this morning about children as young as 10 demanding, looking for anti-ageing products from their parents. Um, and I've been asking you to get in touch about this today. If your own kids have asked you to go out and get them or look for some kind of anti-ageing skincare. I thought it was only top of my own list. Jen Hogan, journalist and columnist of the Irish Times, is with me today. Jen, how common is anti-ageing products for 10-year-olds? I've discovered a bit more common than I realised. I actually went out to parents this morning and asked them about this because I thought, oh, I don't know, like, really, is that something that's catching on? Mm. And while I was aware that, you know, maybe maybe teenagers in particular are taking care of their skin in a very different way to I would have when I was a teenager where you were just kind of cleaning your face and you were grand your way away for the day. There were parents coming back to me saying, yes, they do have 10, 12 year olds, early teens, but as young as as, as young as kind of preteens looking for the expensive serums and skin creams that are more expensive than they as parents would use themselves. And they're using this, getting into that whole treating their skin a certain way and being really drawn into the kind of anti-aging cream market really you know it actually managing to reach them which is quite terrifying you Absolutely. know when you think like at 10 years the, of age anti-aging yeah. I wouldn't even have known what it was and that's it exactly isn't it and again we come back to the power of social media and I suppose the fact that children have access to social media in, in forms that their the parents often don't even think about even if they're watching something on YouTube how an ad can get to them or if they're scrolling through Instagram or TikTok looking at funny videos again how ads can get to them and they're being bombarded with this they're being bombarded with this imagery and we, we often used to speak about teenagers and the pressure to have a particular body image well now it's down it, it's getting younger younger and younger and we're teaching our younger children it would appear that they need to be aware of ageing when they're 10, oh 11 and 12. And it's scary. Absolutely. I've been asking people Jen um, since the start of the show today to get in touch if they've any experience of this even with their, their own children or, or grandchildren. Uh, Margaret's on the line. Margaret, what's your experience of this? Yes, well, after Christmas when my grandchild had gone back to school she came down in the evening and I said like what did your friends get for Christmas? Oh, loads of cosmetic creams, Granny, for their faces, to do them up with their faces and keep their skin young looking. Now, 10-year-olds. I thought it was very sad to hear yeah. this, you know? So the, your, your, like, your own, you, yeah, your, your grandchild is about this age yeah. group, Margaret, talking about some of oh, her friends yeah. in her class. Yeah, but you see, as that lady said, the phone and YouTube, they're seeing all this at a younger age and sure everybody has a phone now everybody in the house has a phone their parents have phones their grannies have phones and you see it's just this age now that they're grown up in which is sad like anti-aging the idea that you'd even know about anti-aging when you're 10 I know this is the sad part but, but I believe now children like of 10 now are acting like children of 14 and their bodies are even beginning to develop more younger. My daughter was telling me that she had her child some checkup or something and that the doctor explained all this to right. her. You know? And when, when your granddaughter talked about, you know, some of her friends in her class getting cosmetic, and I, I could understand maybe, you know, wearing nail varnish and, and, and makeup and yeah. stuff like that. But, but this is actually into like a skincare regime and oh, yeah, cosmetic she products. Oh yeah, started saying about hydraulic acid. Granny, do you know about that? Are you serious, Margaret? Yeah, I said... 
I don't know a thing about it. And I said, I don't want to know. Right. It. Yeah. You know, I just felt sad. It is like it, 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 it is sad, Jen. Yeah. It's this what it's coming to now at 10 years of age. Like, you know, what life will they have? What you know, about. What, it's yeah, and and what did you say to her? Don't just don't don't worry about it, Mar- Margaret. Or what what did you say I to said, you? Don't think about because I said you have lovely skin. I said you're so lucky. I said you've lovely hair. I said you've lovely eyes. I said you think of the little girls. I said that don't have all that you have. And I said um, I bet they're not thinking about them types of things, creams and everything else, because their mammies probably wouldn't be able to afford it for them. And I said you don't need that when you mm. get a bit older. I said. Yes, a nice little bit of makeup is nice. I said, you don't need skin like, you know, that type of yeah. thing. Jennifer Rock, also known as the the skin nerd, is uh, is with us on the line as well. Like Jennifer, I mean, I think most people are probably surprised that parents feel under pressure to give in to these demands for anti aging skincare. Yeah, absolutely, Andrea. I think the reality is that there's controversy due to the demand and the fact that they're looking for anti aging specifically. I think that's where it's slightly. It's, yeah, you'd be reluctant to, to encourage it, of course. I think where I air slightly different to the two previous colleagues is that I personally myself, just for my skin as a teen, how I absolutely got into skincare. And I'm a big believer in, for example, on the Skinner to be do teen consultations, but it's to teach them to cleanse, to hydrate, and SPF at, at its max. Where the issue is, is that some brands are, I suppose, unfortunately, coming under a little bit more wrath because they're colourful. They're, they're definitely attracting that tween, teen type age, but yeah. through no fault of their own, that's just their brand and their packaging. It's when they start using retinols, acids, peptides that really are not necessarily and can cause, at times, detrimental health for the skin. That's where the issue comes in. And of course, the cost side of it. And then for me, I suppose as a parent of a 20-year-old, you know, really hearing the psychological folks they have on their appearance, the societal expectation to look a certain way, that's the scary part. But I need to be careful and say, it's okay for anybody to want to look after their skin regardless of their age once it's achievable affordable and it's not focused on vanity it's just about cleaning the skin and the pollution the dirt hopefully the right in the fields and run around parks and they have to remove that from their day and then SPF you get towards their summer months so cleansing and SPF is okay I think it's that extra element in there in between that become is becoming a little bit more as as, you're, as Margaret was saying and Jen was saying that's the terrifying part it's just such a different generation to ours the um, I think if we Mary on the line as well, Jennifer. Mary, are you there? I am. Hello. Yeah. How are you? Have you young people in your house looking for anti-aging cream? Well, I do, but actually, I have a uh, YouTube channel myself called okay. Skin Obsessed Mary, which is all about skin health. Um, and I got really into that as I got older. Now, my viewers are twenty-five to sixty-five, but at fifty-two, a big chunk of my audience is in that space. Now, I do use a lot of actives in my skincare because at my age, I'm dealing with a lot of loss of skin components like collagen and elastin and hyaluronic acid. But when kids are young, they have that in abundance. I mean, ten-year-olds have the best skin ever. So I I do spend a lot of time on social media because I'm in it. And I do see a lot of these young people, even as young as 16, that are regularly using actives like vitamin C's and exfoliants. And as Jennifer said, even retinoids. And they just don't need it. And I do have two kids of my own. I have two girls that are 16 and 21. And as Jennifer said, when they were young, I started them off on very simple sort of hygiene. It was just you cleanse and you SPF. And that was pretty much it. And I think to see and to hear about kids that are super young, I mean, talking about aging at all. I mean, kids should just be kids. The idea you'd even know about it, isn't it? 
No, yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, I am a huge proponent of skin health, as Jennifer had said, and just the right sort of regime. If they want to get into something, just wash your skin and use, you know, very gentle products that are age appropriate. And then as they get older and if they have acne, then you can, you know, add additional things like salicylic acid and those kind of things into it. But, but I mean, if my 10-year-old came to me looking at pre anti-aging stuff, I'd say go out and play. <laughs> I know. It's funny, you know, I was looking at some of the, um, the you know, the, the videos even about this and, and some of the, the the kind of promoters nearly of it on, on social media today on TikTok. And like what they're actually promoting, Mary, it's expensive. Like it's 60, it's oh, yeah. 70 euro, 80 yeah. quid a tub. Like it's, it's what, an, you yeah. know, an adult would buy. It's absolutely right. And, um, and, and I guess it is social media and I'm on it myself, but I, I think that you, you have these young children or they're watching just teenagers and the teenagers shouldn't even be using it. And um, it just gets them kind of sucked in and they think it's something they need to be doing. I, I, I think it's scary. Michelle Flynn is the founder of um, Creebeg uh, Psychotherapy. Michelle, how concerning is this just from that sort of, um, from a kind of a, the psychological perspective? Yeah. Hi, Andrea. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, looking at it kind of through the mental health lens, I mean, we know at the moment there is a mental health crisis among young people. You know, there has been um, a huge increase in the number of young people accessing mental health services, certainly in the last kind of five, ten years. Um, And I think just, you know, going back, I think, to what it was Jennifer was saying there, I think, you know, I I think it's okay for young people to learn that their that their bodies are precious and that, you know, they look after their skin put their SPFs on, but I think it's about the, I suppose it's about the motivation behind it, that that's the kind of an experience of feeling good internally, as opposed to looking kind of for that external validation or doing it as a way to kind of to fit in or to, you know, um, do what their friends are doing, keep up with the Joneses, that kind of thing. Um, and I think where it becomes really, really problematic is when, you know, I think we, we mentioned that the social media, I think their young people are exposed to social media all the time now, phones, laptops, watches. And, you know, the, the, the social media accounts, they're designed to kind of keep us anxious. You know, they're designed to keep us uh, fearful of missing out or, you know, not being able to, you know, connect in with our peers. They're designed to do that. And I think it's it's what I definitely see in my practice is young people kind of having to go the next step always in order to to keep up, to fit in, to avoid that feeling of gosh, I'm not I'm not part of the crowd. I don't I don't fit in. Um, and it's having a serious impact on on mental health. And that comes back to to uh, Margaret's point a little earlier as well, Michelle. You know about her granddaughter coming home from school and talking about other kids in the class, and this is what they're all getting. That there's there's that sort of the the mass you know, pressure from, for sure, if everybody in the class is getting it, naturally the kid wants it. Absolutely. And, you know, like adolescence, it's a time of, you know, really intense brain remodelling. It's not that different to, you know, the, the toddler stage as such, in that we're kind of, you know, the adolescents are mainly working from their survival brain, you know, and that's driven by emotions, it's driven by instincts. So, of course, you know, that feeling of, I mean, nobody likes to feel like we're not part of the gang or we're mm. missing out or we... You know, uh, we don't fit in. Even adults experience that. But for a young person, for an adolescent, when they're kind of caught between that tug of war between, you know, their own family and then moving out into independence and friendship groups. I mean, friendship groups feel and become so important to adolescents. Yeah, an interesting text here, uh, Jen Hogan from a listener who says children copy and learn from their parents what they see their parents using. And when they see them using these products naturally, they want them to. Uh, they want to try it out themselves. 
And that was the case, Andrea, maybe when we were, if I think back to when I was growing up and my mum wore high heels and I wanted to wear high heels and I got little Santa Bros dress up makeup sets and you copied your parents. But at that stage, the only exposure you had was to the female in your life, you know, the females in your life and you were maybe modelling yourself on them. Now there are people all around them access, I mean, for makeup and things. That was typically who you, yeah. you were copying. But but now it's children are being bombarded everywhere. So it's not just what their parents do. The funny thing was a lot of the parents were saying that their children had more expensive skincare regimes than they did. Yeah, they did so yes. it wasn't necessarily coming from their parents. But it's because it's coming at them in every direction. And there is a degree of fad about this, of course, because we've seen this with with certain energy drinks or um, certain non-caffeine sports drinks. We've seen them too. And we've seen it with particular brands of clothing. We see it all the time that we have different things happening. But the difficulty, I suppose, is where this leads to. So as well as the fact that it's hugely expensive, they're Mm. putting things on their skin that's possibly not good for their skin. It's that huge focus on image. And does does it lead to more intrusive things or feeling you need more as you get older? It's trying to get that balance right. And you are, you can do your best and set your set, the best example that you you want to do. And of course, if you're, the mum of a child, you're that little bit older, maybe you do need a different skin. Well, you definitely need a different skincare regime to a 10-year-old. So so that's, that is there. But it tends, I think, to be more the outside influences and the external influences. I know I actively have to work with my own daughter. I have sons as well. And they're very much aware of skincare too, which is that yeah. kind of change maybe in gender as well. But I remember rearing Chloe being actively aware of the need to make sure that she didn't become all consumed with what was coming her direction with social media. It's really hard. A lot of the parents or, or messages, I should say today, uh, listeners saying um, it's up to the parents. They can very easily say no to all of this. Adrian, however, makes the point that a skincare regime when you're young is actually a great thing. Why not instill it? It's great for mindfulness. It's not anti-aging. It's body care. You see, nobody's saying, Jennifer Rock, that they shouldn't be aware of skin hygiene, but it's, it's actually when you're using anti-aging products, that's when it's counterproductive. Exactly. That's my entire message. I think, Andrea, like, and I agree with Adrian completely. I think when you're talking about bum creams and anti-aging and, as we mentioned earlier, about that kind of external validation, that is the underlying piece. That's a larger conversation. But if it is that they're intrigued in skin, they want to cleanse their skin, they want to put maybe a hydration serum on it and an SPF. Don't forget, they're out and about, they're socialising, they're in the world. They have to remove that oil, debris, pollution. That's okay. That's not harmful. But it's the underlying question as to why they ask about anti-aging. I think that's, that's the reluctance. I mean, I spend a lot of my career talking to a lot of our clients who have teen and tweens and say, perhaps they need to go to a doctor. So my message is teenagers using skincare is good once it's the right skincare, once it's calming, hydrating, and just getting into regime. We teach them to brush their teeth when they're tough. Well, why wouldn't you get them to look after skin if an organ? So what they're using is is the question. Yeah, well, just when I I thought, um, just when I thought that you know this was a story in the Guardian today, and it wasn't going to be the case in Ireland, you heard from Mary and Margaret and and their experiences today on the program. It is young kids in Ireland, ten years of age, are looking for anti-aging skincare products. Another email from a listener. My granddaughter is nine years of age and wants to use all these skincare products. I couldn't believe my ears when she was talking about her skincare routine every night and wanting to buy skin masks. Now, don't get me wrong. I think a mild cleanser would do no harm, but these creams could be destroying their young skin. It's all displayed in really bright, attractive packaging. Um, and these ridiculous influencers are pushing the products. At nine years of age, a simple shower or a bath, you soap. You were lucky if you had a little bit of sunscreen uh, to put on years ago. A skincare routine was for adults and something that we never knew about growing up. It really is just making kids more uncomfortable with not fitting in. 
uh, not having, having the right brands. It's a terrible burden on children and just putting a huge level of stress on them, says this listener. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.